Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello, Mina in the chat. Good to see you. Um, so good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world today. Um, my name's Emily. I'm one of the tutors and streamers here at Chatterbug. Um, I'm originally from Canada, but also spent some time living over in the UK. And currently I am traveling and I am streaming to you live from Colombia. So nice to have you here today. Um, we have an interesting topic today. As you may know, when I look up topics, I kind of find something that I myself am interested in researching. And so um, today I've decided to talk about emotional intelligence. So come say hello in the chat. Let me know where you're from. And if you know something about this topic already, share it with the group today. So good to have you all here. Okay, let's get started. So emotional intelligence is also known as emotional quotient or EQ. This is the ability to understand, to use and to manage your own emotions in positive ways to help relieve stress, um, to communicate effectively, to empathize with others, and to help you overcome challenges and diffuse or lower conflict. Um, so overall, if you have a high EQ, you're gonna have stronger relationships. Um, it'll help you with success in school, at work, um, and help you to achieve your goals. So let's keep going. All right, so maybe you've heard of IQ before. Um, so IQ is kind of your ability to learn, um, often talked about as maybe more of the right side of the brain, um, whereas EQ would be identifying your emotions. Um, IQ, your understanding, um, applying information, using logic, uh, things like words and math, uh, abstract and spatial thinking. Um, so all of these would be examples of IQ. And there's different tests you can do for that to learn what your IQ is. Um, EQ on the other side would be maybe your ability to understand your own and others' emotions and maybe to use these emotions in your thinking process. Um, so that's the difference between those two. And I definitely consider this a business topic. So why would this be a business topic? Let me know in the chat if you agree. Maybe you work in marketing, sales, consulting. Um, let me know, is it relevant for your job um, to be um, skilled in EQ? So why is this? Uh, Emotions drive behavior, so not only understanding yourself, but if you are selling a product or service, then you would want to understand your customers and clients, of course. And it will help you to work as a team. So I think this is definitely a business topic. Um, you know, talking about sales, people, of course, buy from other people. People choose to work with people they like. For example, 
one person might have, uh, you know, an option of four different companies to work with who are very similar, could be a similar price. Probably they will choose the ones that they like working with and relate to well. Um, let's see here. Yeah, let's say you're a manager as well. If you want to kind of help your team do better, you're going to need to not just tell them the list of things that they are doing wrong or could do better. You're going to want to approach them in maybe a softer way um, and to focus on their emotions. Okay, so cool. We have a lot of people here today, Barcelona, Mexico, Iraq, all in the group. Nice to have you here. Um, so the afternoon for many of you, um, Garrett in Mexico, maybe we're on a similar time zone. I'm in Colombia at the moment, so it's just after seven in the morning where I am at the moment. Okay, so I would like to hear a little bit from you now. So tell me, um, EQ is something that you might use when you're in a crisis. So this could be a personal crisis or a work crisis. What do you think is the best way to react? So when you're under pressure, um, what's your first instinct? Are you someone who wants to make a plan right away? Are you someone who wants to stop and think about it? Um, are you someone who already knows what you want to do or you are going to go and consult other people to see what should we do? Give me an example, please, of what can you do when you're hit with a crisis. So Gustavo has a good example here from Brazil. He says, breathe and count to 10. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so some deep breaths is a good way to stop. Um, maybe evaluate your own emotions, how you're feeling, and then have some time to think about what to do next. Anyone else? Okay, so Skull says, I'm someone who wants to stop. So when there's crisis, it makes you want to pause. Um, someone else, take a big breath to have time to think carefully. Yes. So Fatty says, think about, think about it first. So maybe think before acting is what you're thinking of there. Express my feelings, Jane. Yeah, so... You want to tell others how you're feeling, how this crisis is making you feel. Maybe understand how they are feeling. Minna overthinking. So maybe you're more of a logical person. And so you immediately start to think about, okay, this, this, this is going to happen. What happens next? Yeah. So there's all these different ways that people will react depending on if they're more, maybe more logically driven or emotionally driven. And so it's important to realize that, um, you know, not everyone's going to react the same. <laughs> or Mars in the chat says crying. Totally. Yeah. I mean, some crises, maybe that's the only way you can express your emotions then could be um, you're having those really big emotions. 
Um, okay, Fernando, so think of good things in life. Yeah, so practice practicing gratitude. Talk to God, family, or friends to get some help and overcome the situation. Yeah, so that is perfect. That Those are some good examples of EQ, of thinking of positive things in your life and trying to refocus away from a negative situation. Excellent. All right, let's keep going. But if you have some more examples after I switch slides, just feel free to add them in the chat and uh, share with everyone. Okay, so. So there's different studies that use different numbers of skills, but um, generally um, what I've found in the research I did was there's these four areas for emotional intelligence. So our topic today, EQ, which one do you think is the most important skill? And I'm going to go through what I mean by each of these. So if you're not sure what I mean by it, don't worry. Um, this is your first time maybe seeing these words in English, um, these expressions. This is an advanced stream today, so maybe not. Um, Maybe you're already using English in your job. So you've come across some of these words. If you've done any sort of EQ training in your professional life. So these skills that we'll review today are self-awareness, self-control, social awareness, and relationship management. Okay. And tell me in the chat why you think that. So why did you vote for what you did. Maybe you have an example from work of a time when maybe there was someone who was your boss who did this well, a co-worker or someone who didn't do it well and something bad happened or it wasn't the best outcome for that particular situation. So self-awareness, self-control, social awareness and relationship management. Those are the four that we'll review today. Okay, and so lots of people saying relationship management is extremely important, absolutely. We'll explain a little bit more why that is soon. And self-control coming in next. Cool. Yeah, maybe you have an example of when someone did not have self-control <laughs> at work. Um, maybe you were in a meeting and someone was not controlling their emotions and got really angry. And uh, yeah, it didn't help the situation. Something like that, let me know. But most people saying, yeah, those two, relationship management and self-control are the most important. Okay, this is a big old list. I'll read through it, but it's just to give you a bit more idea about what I'm talking about. Um, in the meantime, Minna has noted she's a nurse. Um, and so let's see here, where I work, there are no healthy conditions to work. So you're saying there's poor, poor work conditions um, and people try to boss you around a lot sometimes, um, maybe when, you know, that's not the most effective way um, Maria suggested self-control because we influence all those around us with the way we feel, our emotions. 
And Marianne said social awareness is important since we live in a society with people that are generally different from us. Absolutely. Yeah. All those differences make it interesting to live together too, of course. So we don't want to live in one place where we're all the same. Um, okay. So let me read through this list and maybe if you have some other examples of what you think EQ looks like, share in the chat. Um, this is just to give us some background before we keep going. So it could be like thinking about your feelings and the feelings of those around you, um, kind of like Marianne said. Uh, taking a moment to reflect before acting. So um, when I asked how you respond to a crisis, many people said kind of stop to think. Um, striving to control your thoughts. So when there's negative thoughts coming in, you know, you can notice them, but try to focus maybe on controlling your thoughts to be more positive. Benefiting from criticism, um, even if it's delivered poorly. So if someone's giving you feedback and it feels kind of negative, uh, still being able to see, you know, the benefit in that. Showing authenticity, so being your whole self, praising others, um, so telling others they've done a good job um, regularly, not just when there's a feedback session. Showing empathy, so putting yourself in other people's shoes, showing them that you care. Giving helpful feedback, forgiving others and yourself. So holding grudges can be a way to just build up a lot of anger. That's not good for anyone. Being able to apologize when something went wrong. Keeping your commitments, helping others, uh, protecting yourself from emotional sabotage. Sticking to your values, knowing your values first would be important too, and striving to improve your communication skills. So, um, yeah, Marianne's last point about we're living in a society where people are different than us. You might need to change your communication style to fit others. Um, I did another stream talking about one of the personality tests, the Myers-Briggs type indicator, the MBTI. And I talk a little bit there about how um, people with different personality types might prefer different types of communication. So you can check that one out after if you're interested in learning more. Okay, lots of information here, but as I said, it's more of an advanced stream. It's kind of a business topic. If you at any point have questions about vocabulary or concepts, I'm by no means an expert on this. I've just been researching it a bit. Um, but please share your thoughts and questions in the chat. Okay. And so Minna's asking, what is my job? So currently I'm mostly traveling. Um, I was living in London before working in commercial real estate. Um, doing acquisitions for like office buildings and uh, uh, and uh, shopping centers and things like that in Europe. And so I'm doing a little bit of that work now as I'm traveling, um, also doing some chatterbug. Um, but yeah, so commercial real estate was kind of more my area. And I graduated from the University of British Columbia uh, in, with a Bachelor of Commerce. But right now I'm on a long trip, probably like 
a year and a half or so, um, just enjoying enjoying life after being locked down in during COVID. Um, okay, so let's go into those four areas. Uh, Self-awareness, so the ability to know and understand your own feelings. Um, so when you know your own feelings, and you can even like label them, not just saying happy or sad, but be able to focus in on um, what what your feelings are, then this puts you in control. Um, so being able to understand these different emotions also allows you to use them in your decision making. It's not uh, not just about touchy feely <laughs> feelings. So this is self awareness, knowing yourself and your feelings. Um, Self-control. So this was one of the ones that you guys said you thought was the most important. Um, adaptability and self-management. So there's a part of your brain, maybe you've heard of this. I think it's the amygdala. Maybe there's someone who works in healthcare who knows more than me, but um, there's this fight or flight section of your brain. So when you kind of lose your self-control, sometimes your body in a crisis situation goes into fight or flight. So either you want to just leave the situation or you might get argumentative. Um, and so without self-control, you're sort of at the mercy of this fight or flight sensation. Um, what you want to be able to do is to maybe recognize maybe when your heartbeat's going faster, when you're feeling this way so that you can like reevaluate how you want to um, react to the situation. So that is self-control. Social awareness, empathy, and organizational awareness. Um, so there's going to be people who have various personal and professional crises. And when people are going through this, um, this is your ability to kind of recognize someone's maybe having an issue, uh, coming at them, approaching them with empathy. So empathy, putting yourself in their shoes. And probably you're going to be able to help them get through this crisis a lot better. Uh, you don't want to miss something important when there is a crisis. And you don't want to ignore someone's feelings. So when you have this social awareness, maybe you're able to set aside other things going on in your own life or your own job and focus entirely on this person um, and understand what's going on with them. Social awareness. Okay, and our last one of the four, um, and then you can tell me which one you think you're the best at. <laughs> um, relationship management. This was another one of the top ones. Um, so if you're good at relationship management, this means that you're mentoring, you're an inspiring person, uh, maybe you are skilled at conflict management and conflict resolution. So another way to call this could be like friendliness, but with a purpose. <laughs> you have you have a reason. You're, of course, you're friendly too, but maybe you're trying to inspire others uh, to kind of move in a direction that you desire. Maybe you're really good at using nonverbal communication, 
that could be as simple as a smile to encourage someone, um, nodding when they're speaking. These are different ways to kind of build a relationship. Maybe you're good at using humor to relieve stress. Um, and rather than worrying about conflict too much, you see it as a chance to maybe become closer and work together as a team. Okay, good. And great, Fernando, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, yeah, hopefully it gives you a chance to learn some English, which I think could be useful in a professional setting and a personal setting too. Um, so take some notes if there's some new vocabulary um, and let me know if you have any questions for vocab as we go. Cool, so we went through our four areas of EQ. What do you think you're strongest at? Um, which one comes naturally to you? Of course, these are all things that you can learn and work on. So maybe if you're naturally someone who maybe has a fiery personality and um, you can be very reactive, you might say, oh, I need to work on maybe my self-control. I get really fired up. But it doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to do that. It might just be something that you have to like consciously practice or do that whole stop, recognize how I'm feeling, da, 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 da. It's not always easy. Sometimes something will really just uh, upset you and it's hard. So these are all things that you can train and work on. They might not come naturally. So let's see here. Okay, so social awareness. So maybe that ability to like really focus in on another person, ignore what's going on for you and help that individual. Awesome. Um, let me know in the chat what industry you work at and um, or work in and which of these areas is the most important for that type of job. Okay, so social awareness and self-control coming up again as the most, uh, first most important and then strongest. That's good. Those are aligning. Maybe you answered uh, the same for both of those quiz questions. Cool. Okay, so now there's a short quiz we'll go through. And um, yeah, there could be some new vocab in there. And there'll also be some learning points for you. So it'll be a 10 question quiz to help you determine your emotional intelligence. And each question will have five uh, possible responses. So you can say always, frequently, sometimes, rarely, or never. All right, let's get going. Um, actually, before we get going, here's one question for you. Um, so this isn't the quiz yet, but I would like to know, do you think it's important for your job? Yes or no? Is this topic emotional intelligence? I mean, maybe you have a job where you don't really interact with other people. Maybe you're a totally independent coder and... You know, I guess even then you'd have to talk to other people sometimes, <laughs> but maybe it's not super relevant. So you're mostly focused on using your intelligence in other ways to get a good job done. 
but I think a lot of jobs are very socially dependent, whether there's teamwork, whether you're doing sales. Um, so let me know in the chat, what is your industry and why? Why or why not? So for, the, for those who say not, maybe your job is, yeah, it's, it's not reliant on customers or clients, um, constant interaction. Give us an example. Okay, Marcella is a teacher, so totally important um, to understand those emotions of people in the class uh, and to control yourself too, of course. Great example. Okay, so now let's start our 10 question quiz. Um, just go with your first instinct. Don't overthink it. Um, okay. So do you easily become frustrated or angry with clients, friends, or competition? What do you think? Hmm. Now this might depend on the type of industry you work in. I could imagine, like I haven't been, but I could imagine if I was a graphic designer or something working with clients who are constantly changing their minds, that would be really frustrating. <laughs> I'm sure they're used to it, but yeah, with that type of job, I think it could be frustrating. I think with the types of jobs I've done, um, probably I'd say rarely. Um, yeah, it might depend on the type of job you have. Let's see here. KitKat says I'm a call center agent. Right, so that could be frustrating, maybe sometimes dealing with the people on the other side of the phone. Okay, so most people saying rarely, many people saying sometimes. Yeah, it would very much depend on, on what you're doing day to day and how frustrating <laughs> that can be. All right, let's go to the next question. Um, do outsiders, so people outside of your company, you can also call them third parties, um, employees, vendors, contractors, cause most of your daily frustration. And that's kind of what you say makes you an ineffective leader um, because of these outsiders. So maybe, hmm, maybe you're someone who puts together uh conferences or something and so you're trying to organize all of these vendors who are going to be showing at the conference <coughs> and uh, i could imagine then they could be causing you a lot of a lot of frustration okay so a few people saying sometimes too yeah of course this will depend on your job. I'm just gonna grab a glass of water. I will be right back. <laughs> there we go. I'm just in an Airbnb at the moment here in Colombia. I will be back in my camper van hopefully today or tomorrow. We'll see. Um, so I just shipped my camper van from 
Panama to Colombia <clears throat> in a container ship. And we just opened the container yesterday. <coughs> All right. So Joy says, in customer service, you receive all kinds of people, absolutely. And people can be very rude at the moment. Yes, I bet. Okay. All right, let's keep going. Number three, do you have a hard time describing your feelings further than descriptors like happy, mad, or stressed? So maybe in English, it's difficult to think of some other words, but um, in your own language, do you use a larger vocabulary to talk about your feelings? And Minna in the chat says, it's difficult to answer that one as a nurse. Yeah, that one might've been more kind of business focused. Um, so if, if they uh, don't relate exactly to your job, maybe just imagine that situation when you're answering. <clears throat> okay, so sometimes, frequently, or always. Yeah, so maybe so quite a few people saying maybe it's difficult to find the right words. You're just like, ah, I'm so mad. But like, there's actually um, another word you could use to describe exactly how you're feeling. Okay, so for those first three, if you answered always, frequently, or sometimes, then it means that maybe there's some room for you to focus on your own emotional intelligence. So we're going to go through different ways that you can maybe um, look to work on yourself. Again, I'm not, not a psychologist or an expert in this by any means, but maybe it's just a good time to reflect and to seek out some resources like a book or go do some other quizzes online about emotional intelligence and they'll give you other ideas. Um, so basically the goal is just to make you more effective and happier. <laughs> um, so you know what you answered. I don't actually know who answered what, but if you answered always frequently or sometimes, maybe it's a topic to go and read about more after the stream. And it's a good way to practice your English too if you look up some articles or watch some YouTube videos or something in English. Okay, so let's keep going. A few more questions um, and there'll be some insights from these as well. So do you listen to others to understand them instead of listening only to reply? Um, so I'm sure I've been guilty of this in a meeting especially sometimes you want to make sure that you just say the right thing. And so you're just trying to think about, okay, what am I saying <clears throat> saying next? Um, rather than maybe listening to them, stopping, thinking. Sometimes you're in that sort of like back and forth, back and forth. You want to get things done. Um, okay. So mix between always frequently and sometimes. <clears throat> yeah, I'm probably between frequently and sometimes. 
I think it can depend. Um, I think often the more maybe nervous I am for a meeting, the more I might be just kind of listening to reply because you just want to <laughs> yeah, get the right answer. Um, so situational too. So Jane's a volunteer in an empowerment foundation and meets all kinds of local people. Great. So you get a chance to definitely practice your EQ in that type of foundation. Okay, cool. Let's keep going on to the next one. Um, do you see the actions of others as well-meaning, even if things go wrong? Um, so always, frequently, sometimes, rarely, or never. I think in general, people mean well. That's a kind of phrase we would use. Um, but not 100% of the time. I think some, <laughs> maybe sometimes people are just, um, yeah, people, people might kind of want to sabotage something, some project, some meeting. But I think, I think most of the time, people are well-meaning, even if they didn't quite know what they were doing. So I would probably say, I'd probably say frequently. Um, it's a hard one to say always, because sometimes you're like, ooh, they knew, they knew what they were doing. <laughs> um, or maybe you always see the best in everyone. Okay, so frequently and sometimes. Okay, so Marcella, don't understand the question. So if someone is well-meaning, someone could be well-meaning, or another way to say it is well-intentioned, um, but they did something wrong, or they said something wrong, or they messed something up. Um, so the question is, do you think that even if things go wrong, let's say you lost a client because of something a person said, uh, you would think, okay, well, they didn't, they didn't mean to say that. They were well-meaning. It just came out wrong. Um, or would you say, oh, they, you know, they should have known better. Um, that's kind of an example I can think of for that one. Okay, so frequently, lots of people are saying for number five. Do you understand that people have different experiences in, than you and those experiences can impact their emotions and actions? Um, so do you kind of expect people to act and react a certain way? Um, or do you think people are all super different and so you never know how they're gonna react? It's, it's a total guess. I think sometimes it can be difficult. Um, I think, I'm not a psychologist, but I think in, when you're putting how you feel onto other people, you call that projecting. So if you say like, well, they should feel like this um, because that's how I would feel, that's called like projecting your emotions on someone else. But sometimes you don't know. Someone could have a very different situation, something different going on in their day. Um, so I think probably f frequently for me on this one, sometimes you just are like, why don't they think the same? <laughs> um, 
Okay, so we have a few more and then we'll go through some insights. Uh, do you have control over your reactions and know how to filter through your thoughts and emotions before you respond? So again, thinking of that sort of crisis conversation or meeting, um, are you responding really quickly? Or do you sometimes get really angry? Um, yeah, again, could vary depending on how much stress and crisis you have in your day-to-day. -day. So this might be very difficult for someone who's like an emergency room nurse. Someone was a nurse in there. Um, that would be really difficult to control your reactions, but you need to, of course, because you're constantly dealing with crisis if you had that type of job. Okay, so sometimes and frequently. A few more questions here. Are you constantly working towards seeing varying perspectives? So different, varying, um, because understanding the behaviors of others is important. Um, so a good way to do this is to learn about different perspectives um, ask people who are different than you. Um, if you're putting together a project team, trying to have different types of people. Uh, some of those personality tests, like the MBTI I did, uh, you can do a test to find out your own type, but then you could also read about the other types. So it'll give you some insight into how other people's behavior could be. Yeah, so Fernando has a good example here suggesting, you know, there's all these different things that influence people, education, values, um, rather than social web, I would say social network, um, people whom they live with, absolutely. Yeah, social and professional networks would influence that. Okay, so frequently on this one. Okay, two more questions. Number nine, are you great at multitasking even when there's multiple to-dos that need to be done simultaneously? So simultaneously means at the same time. What do you think? Are you a good multitasker? I would say somewhere between sometimes and frequently for myself. Um, I guess sometimes you just have to prioritize and ignore the other things, but often I am kind of working on a couple different things. And so this has a big spread. Maybe you're someone who really needs to focus on the task at hand. And our final question, do you adapt to change easily, even in unexpected circumstances? So um, let's think of some examples here. Um, maybe you've gone to a new school when you were younger because your parents decided to move. So maybe it was kind of unexpected for you as the child. 
how did you do? Um, did you have to go to a new city for work? Um, how easy was it for you to adapt to those changes? So, so Jane says, I have a priority level before I do my work. Yeah. That's a great way to work. Yeah, there's like the the square, isn't it, of like urgent and uh, important. And so you can kind of figure out, you know, maybe it's urgent but not important uh, or important but not urgent. And so deciding how to manage your work day to day. Yes. Okay, and sometimes for this one. Okay, so that was a lot of questions for our last um, last few. So if four through 10, you answered uh, sometimes, rarely, or never, then maybe also you could benefit from improving your emotional intelligence. So that will help uh, different areas of your life. So now let's go through some practical ways. Uh, of course, doing your own research, doing your own kind of go find some quizzes, find some books or other resources. Um, but here is a list that I found, which I think sounds pretty good. Uh, if you have some other ideas yourself in the chat, maybe this is a topic that you yourself have researched, then please share with us. So you can slow down, know your values. Um, there's different online quizzes and coaching that you can do to figure this out. Hold yourself accountable practice being calm, remember why you started. So sometimes you're in the middle of something stressful and you're like, ah, why are we even doing this? Um, so going back to the beginning a bit, find the good in each day, in each person, put yourself in someone else's shoes. So empathy, watch your body language. So, um, you know, if, if someone's speaking to you, not looking away, <laughs> trying to nod and show that you're listening actively and improve your communication. So these are a few of the ways that um, you can improve. Let's see here, I have some other points. Um, mm -hmm. And Jane says, becoming a mother becomes means you have to learn about multitasking. Totally. Yeah, I don't have kids, but uh, I have friends who do. And I think a lot of multitasking skills are learned um, as soon as you're a parent. All right. So this was one little quote I just saw, which I think is great and true. And it's good to realize is that you and only you are in control of your reactions and your emotions. So if someone's kind of doing something to make you upset, you can always remove yourself from the situation and control and decide how you will react. And so why is this important? Um, I would say I'm definitely more of like a logical kind of right brain, more mathematical person. And so this, you know, 
while I think I have good relationships and things like that, maybe the more touchy-feely side of things doesn't come as naturally to me. And so it is something I kind of have to like stop and reflect on. Um, and it's important. It will affect your performance at school and work, um, your physical health, your mental health, relationships, and social intelligence. So let's go through those a little bit more. So um, the first one, having high emotional intelligence can help you navigate all the different social complexities of the world um, to also motivate others so that you can go further in your career. Um, if you're not able to manage your emotions, they're really linked to your stress levels. So this can lead to health problems. So that's on the physical health side. So um, when you have kind of uncontrollable stress, this raises your blood pressure, your immune system goes down, which helps you from keeping getting sick. Uh, so you have a higher risk of heart attack, stroke, um, all these different issues can happen. So part of learning emotional intelligence can be managing emotions, managing stress. For your mental health, of course, clearly, if you aren't able to get into a positive mindset, um, this can make you vulnerable to things like anxiety or depression. Um, if you're not able to get comfortable with relationships, um, and emotions, then maybe you'll feel isolated. So that's a couple examples there. Um, <laughs> Let's see here. Yeah, so when you're in tune with your emotions too, like it's just going to be able to connect yourself to all different types of people in the world around you, whether that's your immediate social network or when you're traveling the world. So... It helps you to be able to recognize, you know, people who are who are doing their best, uh, a friend from a foe, um, and just feel kind of better overall. So, all right, we have Dr. Vahid in the chat. So if you're a doctor, yeah, maybe you have some thoughts on this. And Loidita says mental health is definitely connected to the organ health. Um, Perfect. So that is our topic today about EQ. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, maybe you just learned some new vocab or maybe you have learned, uh, yeah, learned about this whole topic and you can go and research a bit more about it now yourself. So there's all sorts of free online quizzes you can search and try if it interests you. And then, um, yeah, various books and YouTubes out there or TED Talks. So I encourage you to go and look up more if you think this is something that would be useful to you in your day-to-day -day life. So it's nice chatting with you, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.